Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live, the late, late show of the Voice First community. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by AJ in Idaho and Emily in Maryland. So let's get to some Voice First news on this beautiful Wednesday evening. AJ, do you got any news? You know, it's voice related. Ooh, but, um, I like I've it. Playing, I've been playing uh, golf on the Oculus Quest. <laughs> And, you know, because when you do that, you the, the, you join a room with a stranger, and it's just this is voice related to me. I got a, like a new positive view of humanity because of how encouraging people are naturally. So you're playing golf with somebody, you can they don't even know you can hear them. And they're like, "Oh, that was a good shot. You're doing good." <laughs> That's awesome. I just thought that was kind of an interesting. Um, <clears throat> thing for me and it made me just realize it just like refreshed my entire view of humanity like human beings are really decent to each other in the right circumstances so that's that's my voice news right now and this from how is it like taking on and off the the, the glasses like the, yeah um does well, it feel it's surprisingly weird a very good fit it's a very good fit uh you buy a uh you have like a you can buy a connector like that so it's like okay. it's great on your face like that. <laughs> Can you wear that for the whole show? Yeah, I could. I could. And then they put these little uh, little blo nose blocker to block the light right there. It'll just yeah. Oh man, that's no. the that's the screenshot. I can vouch uh, for this because I was in the hotel room with AJ. Me and AJ were there, and I put it on. I didn't want to, and AJ was like, "Do it, do it, do it." <laughs> and after about fifteen seconds, I was like. Man, I gotta watch out. I'm gonna I'm gonna start bumping into shit. But what it does is it projects like this, like radar. And if things turn red, you don't go mm -hmm. by that because you're gonna hit into something, right? Oh, okay. And uh, I usually get very, very, very seasick when I do stuff like that. And I didn't get seasick at all. So wow. I was I was actually pretty I was actually pretty impressed with it. So um, okay, I, I like this quest has 90 frames per per second. Per eye, and it's like fourteen hundred. Uh, I'm still not buying day. one, but I liked it. <laughs> That's so, so cool. I'll have to try He's it charging it up. We're gonna play tonight. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it'll be the next clubhouse. Nice. <laughs> I really nice. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but also on voice uh, news, it would it would be a fantastic, uh, fantastic project to make some sort of an Oculus game, and mm -hmm. then be able to throw it off to your voice assistant. That that would be very flawless. So I'd, I'd be, I'm going to be interested in learning about whether or not you can, how easy it is to integrate the Alexa voice kit because you can in, build her into any app you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And that'd be interesting to see whether or not you can, you can bounce it off with your device and find out what something cool, maybe like an Easter egg hunt or treasure hunt or I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah that's that, what sounds, that sounds really cool. Right? Cool. I'm sure. Amazon would love that. Be like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it on the list it's in the backlog whatever that means 30,000 <laughs> so Emily what is your voice first news of this so <laughs> I uh, participated in the digital assistant academies uh, hackabot and uh, we had 24 hours to build a conversational experience there were three different tracks we could do one with um, urban innovation um, the other one, or what, one of the other ones was women's safety. And then the last one was camping. So mm. my team and I ended up building a chatbot and voice assistant to educate people about their local elections. Um, 
So basically, people can ask who are the candidates, what are the ballot issues, and um, where where their polling location is. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was it was such a great experience, and um, I learned so much from everyone and all the groups' ideas so did you and presentations. An hour or two into it, <laughs> <laughs> we spent pretty much the whole time working, and it was yeah, <laughs> like twenty three hours. I yeah, I only got one hour of sleep. <laughs> Do you have any sort of uh, productivity hints or anything that you could uh, bless Sad us with, hints. being that? Um, oh. Being that you were in a group, were you guys like SWAT and stuff? Were you what were you doing? Um, well, for me personally, I never drink caffeine because it affects Ooh. me a lot, and yeah. so I just loaded up on caffeine. <laughs> you got you got wired. I got really wired. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> Street Monster. That's oh, I, awesome. yeah. I don't I actually don't like the taste of Red Bull, but right. yeah, I got a, a latte and chai oh. tea. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Get all yeah. jacked up. And uh, how did it turn out? Yeah. How did it turn out? Uh, we, we actually ended up winning. So that was, that was oh, just cherry on top. <laughs> but <laughs> it was really the process that was um, great for me to experience. And That's go awesome. Through. That's so. great. Now, yeah. you, what, Thank what, you. what most surprised you about the Digital Assistant Academy? Now that you've gone through it, you've kind of uh, passed through that, that, that bar. Uh, what, what most... What did you get most from the experience? Um, I think working together with um, everyone as a team, mm -hmm. I think was the, the most valuable part for me because I've done a lot of projects on my own, but I haven't really done a lot of conversation design projects mm -hmm. with other people. So it was good to kind of build out the flows and get used to, we built it out in voice flow. So I got used to building in that and um, also working with developers because I, I do the conversation design part, but I haven't done a lot of the backend work. Mm -hmm. So just learning kind of the limitations of what we can do and what's possible was, was really um, informative. Did you find that your guesses were somewhat accurate? So like you're making some guesses like, oh, this, this might be tough to implement and then and get to work through that. So like get your intuition linked up with like the actual nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, I think for the most part, since we had kind of a set idea of what we were doing, we uh, we checked with him before to make sure it was going to be feasible. Mm. So I think maybe just smaller details um, and what we could like say back um, was more of the the little issues, I guess, that yeah. we had to work out. But great, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Great that's great uh, for the digital academy or for, for the for them as well, because then you're saying that through people who don't really know each other, right? You didn't really know the team members yeah, too well, right? We had okay, um, so then, people in four different, uh, I, I think four different continents. Oh, no, no, no. Three different, four different time zones. <laughs> nice. And then three different countries. <laughs> See, that's saying that's a lot, how. right, Nick? You know, you got you got disparate people coming together. They have a baseline understanding so they could work on something together, get it done, yep. and make it work. That's fantastic. Dude, yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. Win, win, win. Would you recommend the Digital Assistance Academy to anybody? Oh, absolutely. I think Shamo's got a great program, um, and I think she does a really good job uh, setting people up for success. We were on her podcast, and mm. uh, it was me and Ben. Uh, AJ couldn't mm -hmm. make it. He was sick. And I looked at her and I said, "Hey, I got to ask you something, but I don't want to ask you whenever we're live on the air." And she's like, "She's like, oh yeah, well, what's going on?" I said, "Can, can we go out and have a meeting?" 
like me and you, because I feel as if I don't get to meet you in person because we only live like, you know, 50 miles away, maybe an hour away from oh, each wow. other. I feel yeah. like if I don't meet her in person while I have the opportunity to, it's just going to be wasted. So I, I want to make sure that I'm, I get down there, at least shake her hand and, you know, BS with her face to face. I think that would be awesome. Maybe take a selfie. Who knows? You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's really incredible and she's so inspirational for everything she's doing. So. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Like, she's like on a, a lot of levels. Like a magnet yeah. of humanity. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? so, <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got some news this week. So I recently um, took a position at WanderWord. That is W-A-N-D-E-R-W-O-R-D. Wonder Word, and uh, I'm going to be their chief evangelist as far as putting out information about the different skills and voice apps that they're putting out. And they've got a lot of great things coming down the pike, and I cannot wait to talk about them. I cannot wait to do live streams. I can't wait to um, just help them out any way I can. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty good fit Amazing. for me. Yeah, yeah. congrats. Have Listen. you started working yet? I, well, yeah. I mean, that's me, right? You know, once I got the email <laughs> account, I started, hey, what's going on? Hey, what can I do? <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm really trying my best not to annoy the annoy the crap out of my boss, who's the CEO. <laughs> I'm like, don't text him. It's nine <laughs> o'clock at night there. Don't text him. And I'm like, okay, Nick, don't text him. You know, I'm talking to myself, trying to walk myself off the ledge. But, um, but no, it's been a great experience. The guy, uh, the guys and girls are great over there. I got a couple of meetings lined up tomorrow, you know, as far as like uh, strategy and where we want to, what direction and where we want to hit things. And I'm just, he's getting I'm to pull, you get to pull your uh, voice bark experience. I do. Yeah. I do. Well, see, that's the thing. I never thought in a million years that making five or six minute YouTube videos would have led to a job. So, um, you know, for me, I was just, I was just shooting to be like, Oh, Hey, there's that weirdo, that weirdo bald guy that makes uh, YouTube videos about skills. I'd have been happy with that if people had just known my name, but this is uh, more than I could have asked for. It's a dream come true, really. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then on, on the other hand, uh, I'm doing, uh, a lot of work with skilled creative as far as beta mm. testing and helping those guys and girls out over there. And that's just an amazing company as far as, um, as far as what they're doing, um, you know, some of the, yeah, some of the skills, some of the skills that they're making, like they're really top quality. Like there'll be times whenever I'm like, I I got nothing for you. Like, like I could tell you, yeah. Like I could tell you there's something wrong, but there's like, you guys knocked it out of the park. This one. Nice. That counts. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a, it's pretty good. Congratulations again. So we are at the 11 minute mark. AJ, if you can raise your hand yes. to the sky mm-hmm. with lingo, with lingo, for all your voice app needs, big or small, business or pleasure. If you're witty, they can lingo. handle it. So if you want to yep. make something extra witty, they can handle it. I actually um, do have a presentation on Friday with yes. uh, Lingo Fest that's also mm-hmm. sponsored by Witlingo. So yep. I'm looking, so, I'm excited for that. <laughs> oh, and I got my date too. Uh, I'm going to be going on July 16th and I'm going to be talking about vi- uh, voice gaming and the future of voice gaming. So I'm super excited about that. That's going to be July 16th at noontime. So I got to prep my presentation and do all that jazz, but, uh, we will see how that all wraps out um, or unfolds. And with that being said, I just want to let everybody know we are broadcasting live from our 
open voice network virtual office. So uh, keep that in mind. Plant right there. And yeah, you uh, see the plant right there. (laughs) The best thing about those plants, they never need watered. They're always in bloom. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So we're just at about that 12 minute mark. You guys ready to bring on our guest? Our guest this evening is Daniel Hill from Daniel Hill Media. I'm super excited to talk to this guy because of some of the work that he's done and some of the research that he's done in the voice area. So here he is, folks. Daniel Hill. Daniel, how's it going? Thank you for coming on Voice Park Live. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Daniel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, What do you do? Sure. So I'm from New Jersey. And uh, first thing I want to mention, like I said before to Emily, is that when we're from (laughs) New Jersey, we don't say exactly where we are. So um, I live in central New Jersey, halfway between Manhattan and the Jersey Shore. That's probably the best way to describe where I'm at. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Um, so it's very humid over there. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Today, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It gets, it gets a little hot. Um, so with that being said, um, how did you get started in voice? Like, uh, because I started looking at some of your stuff. I watched your presentation for lingo fest, a uh, good presentation, by the way, on podcasting versus microcasting. I really enjoyed it, but how did this all start for you? Um, so I'd been podcasting for a little bit and, um, I had a friend who said to me, Hey Daniel, like, since you already have a podcast, you should look into flash briefings. And I didn't really know too much about the Amazon ecosystem. I didn't know much about voice assistants. And I thought this isn't really something that I think is worth investing time in because I don't know anyone who's using these devices. I don't know very many people who have smart speakers. And the more I thought about it, I realized, okay, well, if nobody has them yet, that actually might be a good time to get into this because then by the time people are into it, I'm already there. That was kind of my uh, mindset going in. And at that time, I was sort of evaluating, like, what do I want to do next career-wise? Should I go back to school? Does that make sense for me? Do I want to work all day and then come home and, you know, join online classes and write papers? And honestly, no, Uh, but that's just my personality (laughs) type. I'm not not knocking education or somebody who wants to go back and, and... add more skills to their repertoire. But to me, I was kind of the person to think of it as how can I maybe learn a new skill, get involved in an industry, you know, branding, build up a a reputation for knowing something that maybe one day when companies are ready to bring people on who know about that, I'm already positioned. That was kind of my mindset of getting involved in this world in the first place. Nice. Nice. So I, I know you have one skill on the, or from what I know, uh, your main skill, sort of like your baby is uh, Instagram stories. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So it's not a skill as much as it's a flash briefing. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with flash briefings, they are short audio shows that you can listen to when you say on Amazon, you, you tell your smart speaker, what's my flash briefing on Google. You say, um, tell me my news. And then you can hear whatever um, programs you've subscribed to, BBC, NPR, Wall Street Journal, and they play in whatever order you've decided to set them up in. Nice. So is the is a microcast or yeah, is a microcast the same thing as a flash briefing? Sure. I would say that Amazon is the main place that calls them flash briefings. Um, and they can be published everywhere, right? So just because some people listen to mine on a smart speaker from Amazon 
doesn't mean that they can't listen in iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify or Overcast or Pocket Cast. How many podcasts? Put? There's like a million. So anyway, you can listen to my show in all of them. That's that's where I was going with that. Cool, cool. So it says it gives you the latest news and keeps you informed about Instagram. Like what it, what could a person expect? Like boom, they enable it. They say, "What's my flash briefing?" What are they getting? Are they getting your voice? Are they getting her voice? Are they are they getting somebody else's voice? What's what, what's the deal? Yeah, so it's my voice. Every day I look at whatever new features Instagram has added because they add features. It it seems pretty close to every day. Wow. And either I talk about the new feature and how it works, how you can start to use it to get more followers, how you could get creative with it. Or if there's no new features that day, I talk about strategy. Um, the head of Instagram, his name is Adam Masseri. He does Ask Me Anythings on his um, Instagram stories every Friday where people put in questions. And so what I do is I download the answers and I pop that audio in and then I comment on whether he what he's saying if it's accurate if it's not accurate if there's more context that you need to understand so I kind of like build off a, a wealth of other content um, mm. basically and I mean perfect example yesterday um, the head of Instagram and Mark Zuckerberg went live on Instagram for about 45 minutes and just asked each other questions talked about where they want to go with the platform what tools they want to put in for creators and like to me that's a gold mine of content so I started cutting it up the pick my favorite parts. Okay. Today they talked about, um, on my show yes, today actually, I said, okay, this is a three minute clip of them talking about how they changed the algorithm and why you don't want chronological, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And that's one episode. Okay. Today I took another clip from, from that conversation. So, um, that's, it's not always just my voice. I like to pull in other audio clips uh, as much as I can. And I also try to get guest hosts as much as I can, because if the listeners, um, want to be part of the community, Hey, take over the show for the day. Give me a day off. You know, you can, you can, um, share your expertise. It's not just about me. It's not just my show. It's everyone's show. Who's willing to listen to me. Nice. I like that idea. I like that. Um, I like that approach where it's everybody's show. That's sort of the thing that we like to take too. Cause, um, what we're trying to do is just get people involved and to use their devices a little bit more and to actually, uh, you know, explore the, the, well, for me, it's about voice gaming. I think there's a lot to be said with sonic branding, navigation and choose your own adventure, stuff like that. Like, I love that. That's, that's the pinnacle for me. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. AJ, what do you got? Well, I think that's great because that's uh, kind of the idea of what, um, unboxing videos are that's the the idea of having a a second uh filter on your information because when it comes from the first source that's in directly what they'd like you to think uh or believe right so if you have somebody that you know is you know on your side that is filtering that information giving you some additional context from a from a trusted source i think that's really fantastic so i think that was super smart of you to do um and i think that's a great idea to uh you know, um, capitalize in what your idea of becoming an expert in something by talking about it, exploring it. That's something I would say that like Nick might be one of the most expert people in the world at reviewing voice skills because he's oh. literally reviewed probably the most. I don't know if there's anybody else out there. Oh no. Like, I don't know anybody else. who's Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> then I love uh, the idea that see, he created that by, uh, pulling people together, getting talking and um, bringing, you know, what'd you say? The rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. I, I think I might've stole that from Hillary Clinton. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. you know, uh, if she's listening, thanks Hills. Um. <laughs> so when you're creating content, it sounds like for the microcast, you have a little bit more 
kind of material to work with and play with. Um, so how do you deal with content in longer podcasts and keeping that going? Yeah. So, um, I have a longer show as well <clears throat> that I do every two weeks. And in that case, I interview experts. Um, I'll say, Hey, you know, you look like you're somebody who's very knowledgeable about Instagram for a particular reason. You're really good at ads. You're really good at reels. You're really good at making video, you know, whatever. I'll invite them on the show, get them to share their strategies. And, um, so I have a, a longer 20, 25 minute, um, show every two weeks. And I take some of those clips for the microcast too. And on the longer show, I say, Hey, if you want more daily news, you should check out my, and so I kind of like one feeds the other, um, to answer your that's question. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So it's on Amazon Alexa. And I, you know, the, if, if I had to say more people probably know about flash briefings than they know about Google's counterpart, which is sort of like a news feed, I believe is what they call it. What, what exactly do they call it? They, I think they call them news audios, but honestly it's the same thing. Like it is exactly, if you tell your Google device, play the news, it'll play the same type of content and you can subscribe to shows the same way as you can on flash briefings. It's, you know, the Nike Reebok, Toyota, Honda, it's, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. I, so I, I saw, you know, it's funny about the voice community because you kind of, you start seeing the same familiar faces and I've seen you, you know, I've seen you around before lingo fest, but during lingo fest, um, you had mentioned like a crazy statistic that there were 10,000 Alexa flash briefings and about 300 or 480 Google news briefs. I, I just think that there's so much untapped potential there like, how do you even go about making one? Well, it's the same recipe. If you're going to make it for Amazon, you can make it for Google. There's no, there's no difference. But I think the recipe is um, finding a, pro a topic that you can talk about day in, day Daily. out comfortably. You're not going to get tired of it, right? Yep. And you have to find a way that makes it interesting and engaging for you and for your audience. News-focused shows, I think, can do really well. But mm -hmm. sometimes people want to learn something in small manageable bite-sized pieces and that content could be evergreen right if you want to teach i don't know what's a good example if you want to teach car maintenance or you want to talk about mm. um eating right or something like that it doesn't have to be you could sit down and record 30 shows about how to make better food choices and then you could um schedule those all out for the month and like hey you're good to go and that could go on amazon that could go on google and it could go to itunes apple music google so i, I don't think don't overthink it. Just pick a topic that you like that you could talk about regularly it. and that you, you think you could come up with enough content to um, be, be excited about and get your audience excited about. So we do get a question from the audience from Vox Protocol. How long is the typical uh, daily flash briefing slash skill? Like how long are yours and what do you recommend for people? Yeah, mine's typically about three to four minutes, some days longer if I have more audio clips or uh, more content that, that I think is really relevant, but somewhere in that three minute range. Um, there have been shorter days, uh, obviously. And I would say you have to find what's comfortable for you. I, I think up to 10 minutes is the maximum, but you certainly yeah. wouldn't want to do that. I think that's a very different experience than what people are expecting, but you know, experiment with it. So um, I've listened to shows that are one minute, two minutes. Uh, some people recommend keeping it that short. I think, you know, you can kind of blink and that, that one minute is over and you're like, hey, what did I just hear? So sometimes you want to uh, find something that not only fits for you and your audience, but also will kind of stick in their minds and, and they get to hear a little bit of you and your personality in that, that time that they've given you. That's, That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. 
So, uh, Emily, what do you got? Mm -hmm. So, um, were you into tech as a kid or like growing up or did you kind of get into it later? No, that's a great question. I think I was into tech as a kid. I mean, you know, I had a Game Boy. I had a uh, CD player that I could transfer to tape deck and I could, you know, make oh, um, high like speed that. recordings from the one tape deck to the other. I could <laughs> tape songs off the radio. I mean, isn't that like kind of how in in so many things in voice of what we do now, you know, we, we think about that analog loophole that we had back in the day. I learned it from my parents. My parents taught me if you take a record, you can play it and then you can record it on a cassette recorder as part of your stereo setup. And like as a, you know, six or seven year old, I was like, Okay, yeah. And now later I realized my parents were pirates. Like, you know, the government <laughs> were not like that. I learned piracy from my parents, you know? And and so when I was in college and like, oh, well, you know, you could just get MP3s from Napster and all this. And I was like, oh. well, that's the same thing as what my parents were teaching me on the record player. So cool. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I did grow up with with some level of technology and, and we had a computer at home and you know, um the 56K modem was was where it was at. And when I got on AOL in high school, I would say, um, AIM was everything. And that was, mm. if you, are you guys all old enough to remember that? I mean, mm. uh, I joke <laughs> with my wife all the time because when we dated, we, we chatted on AOL Instant Messenger. But um, when I was growing up, you know, you would call a girl on the phone and you oh. have to talk to her parents. And, you know, I, I would like to think that I'm very good on the phone. Like, oh, hi, Mrs. Johnson. How are you? Hope everything's good. Um, I was wondering, <laughs> is your daughter around? You know, like, like you learn these skills, right? But when it came to AOL Instant Messenger and suddenly I could talk to four different girls at the same time as a teenager, my mind was like, oh, this is, now we need to learn to type. Like, like now I realize why typing class is important. So to, to answer your question, like, yeah, I, I kind of grew up with some of the technology, but but I feel like kids today have so much advantage because uh, yeah. when I was a, okay, when I was a teenager, we'd go outside, we, we'd skate in the street and we'd have a video camera and we'd videotape ourselves, you know, doing what could we do with that video? Literally nothing. We would take the little tape and put it in the big tape. You know what I'm talking about? And then watch it oh, on the yeah. VCR. And th yep. that's it. That's all it could do. There was no one to show it to. And why would anyone care anyway? But now I could take a video on this and the world can see it in 10 seconds. You know, whatever it is, I can show that. And so I, I feel like in a lot of respects, I wish I had grown up like, you know, a little bit later to kind of take advantage of some of these tools. But I do appreciate that growing up in the time that I did, you kind of learn that background. And yeah. so you, right. you bridge the divide, right? And to a certain extent, but also you understand the underlying technologies and a lot of other things um, that give you perspective on on where we are now. You know, it's funny you bring up uh, AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, the weird thing about that was, is that everybody's uh, username was Neo or Morpheus around the turn of the century. <laughs> it was like Morpheus 15692688. Neo 2167855. You know, it was a special time. It was a special time. <laughs> you know, I can remember you brought up 56K modem. So my parents were like, listen, dude, can't have this. Like, it's a telephone. It rings. It's got a ring. You know, there could be an emergency. And I'm like, okay, mom. Okay, dad. So I, the telephone guy came out to my house and took a line from the telephone pole directly into my bedroom when I was a senior in high school. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Like, that was the bee's knees. And then whenever my friends came over later on, I'm sitting there, we're hanging out. And I'm like, dude. And I mean, like, this is like 2000, 2001. I'm right. like, give me the Cisco, the thong song. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> 25 minutes later. 25 minutes later, it's yours. Oh, you go. It's mine. I had the thong song. 
And I mean, it was it was awesome. It was a, it was such of an interesting time. I actually went out and bought a mini disc player. You remember those things? Yeah. 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 Oh, I love those. <laughs> I watch a guy that just like unwraps like old mini discs of stuff. It's like Techno Man on YouTube. I watch them all the time. But all right, enough I about me. I learned video editing me. on the uh, Sony Hi8. You know the cameras, the ones that were incompatible, unless you had to play. But it had a flying erase head, so all you did, you know, I'd take like Mary Poppins or whatever, and just like edit and make humorous things. Like someone would answer the phone and just hang it right back up, and that's how I learned how to edit. Uh, Wait, so was, did you do that by connecting two VCRs together, yes, like that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah that is. VCR, I mean, to, play it, look at it through the the thing there, and then pause and. But that, but that literally made it so that when I first got an audio, it got access to like a Pro Tool system of doing audio editing, made it easy compared to um, those old days of uh, cutting stuff together. But yeah, I think I agree with you 100% that having that, we're in a kind of an interesting time to have that that limitation there, so you kind of know both worlds and you can appreciate it more. So I, th I definitely think I agree with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Daniel Hill Media. Um, sure. So basically, it's just me. I'm sorry. I wish I cool. had more to that uh, story. It's just no, me, I love what it. I call my, my branding efforts and, and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. So um, I've got your website right here. And, oh, so you do. Uh, yep. So teach people how to build an audience from zero. Love it. Might need your help a little later on. Sure, but um, I don't think you do. But okay, thank you. For <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is uh, this is awesome uh, because I went ahead and I started looking at some of your stuff and just the podcasting, and what could what could what would people expect? Like, let's say they come to you and they're like, "Hey, I got this idea. I want to talk about old video games, or I want to do this. I want to do that." What like? Do you take them through that process, like start to finish? Like, yeah, like, I totally hey, can. Yeah, like, hey, we're gonna go on Spotify. Like, what? What do you focus on most with your with the products and services that you have? Yeah. So I would say that I work with individuals to try to find what is the right medium for them. To some oh. people, you know, they want to blog and, and they like writing and great. That's the way for you. And other people are not going to be writers and they never will be. And maybe audio is a better fit. Some people want to mm -hmm. do video, but they don't want to sit down and edit all that video. So, okay, mm -hmm. let's find a solution for that. So. That's normally what I teach um, people and, and small businesses. Cool. Do you ever do testing to like see if you're maybe on the right track for what platform they want to use? Um, no, I would say that we would do like a pilot or a sample, but um, mm -hmm. we don't like, I, I've never done like test marketing or, or anything like that. Okay. Cool. Cool. So you're, um, so is this your full-time job? Is this what you do like out of the box? No. No. no, so um, my, my full-time job, I'm a product manager at the AARP Foundation. Oh. Um, I work on an initiative there to address social isolation in lower income 50 plus adults. And so we have a website with uh, an assessment for um, tracking, you know, or, or helping people measure their social isolation. I mean, right now we're all isolated, so we all can relate yeah. to that in, mm -hmm. in one way, shape or form. And then we also have an Amazon and Google um, or Amazon skill and a Google action with that assessment. So um, that's kind of how my worlds tie together a little bit there. And wow. so uh, at the AARP, we actually work directly with Witlingo. So I can highly recommend Ahmed and the rest of the team. Um, <laughs> and if you have not explored their services, I definitely recommend 
Yep. If you haven't explored them, you need to. Um, so yeah. the uh, the Alexa skill for AARP yeah, doesn't fulfill the. Uh, it's not like a friend skill per se, but it's more of a, a way for them to keep a record of their activities so that the isolation levels can be tracked. Um, so basically, it's just an initial assessment, just to measure where you're at, and and you know, okay, um, asking how many it? times you've had. Uh, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, um, so asking how many times you've um, interacted with someone recently outside the home. If you have a support system, questions like that um, to get your measurement level, and then you get a text message to your phone with a link, so you can click on it and see your results and uh, register for an account for more assistance and all that good stuff. Now, see with account linking. They could connect family members, and then uh, you could send notifications to the kids. Remember to call mom. Would you like? We're not to quite there yet, but it's a good idea. No, I know, right? Idea. We're not there yet. Oh I my love goodness! It. I'm so that's something I've been thinking about. I wanted to talk to our. Um, we have a lot of uh, non-English speaking uh, elderly people that live in this area, and I was talking to um, our city council member, and like really saying, we, we should capitalize on this opportunity to you know, find some funding to send some devices out specifically to people that, you know, don't understand the news very easily, but just reach out somehow. I hope in the future that our devices will be able to be, have software in there that will at least function somewhat to protect people against social isolation in some way. So that's super exciting. That's super exciting, actually. Yeah. Do you have um, plans to like build it out even further or we do, but I can't talk about it yet. Sorry. Yeah, not, of course. No, no. It, hey, that's, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely share that with you guys. Here's nice. the deal. Is it going to be live within the next 30 years so I could use it? That's going to be Clubhouse sure. for seniors. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. Then that, that's all I need to know. <laughs> See, that's the one thing that I like about this whole, um, uh, the whole voice thing, right? Uh, my grandfather, he's 89 years old. And I'll get because our, our echoes are connected to the same account. So I'll see what he's actually listening to. It's like, <laughs> it's like you previously listened to Andy Williams, Moon River. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's grandpa. But I just mm -hmm. think it's so funny that in, in my, it's my personal belief that being that they grew up in the age of a radio, that they relate more to a voice first device because of the fact it reminds yeah. them of a radio. So they're yeah. not afraid to talk to it. They're not afraid to interact with it. It's not a, uh, a DVD remote with right. 500 buttons that they've got to memorize. It's, it's just, Hey, play moon river for me by Andy Williams. And boom, it pops up. And I think that's, you know, I think that's, I awesome. think Julie mentioned that, right? It was something along those lines that somebody w was using that. And that was the best way that they found to introduce older people to the devices was to, describe it, characterize it as a radio. And then that worked, right? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. There was another guy um, that actually did a lingo fest thing too. And uh, uh, Ryan Elza, he did one and, and he talked about that as well. And I just think it's going to be such of a, Oh, go ahead. Dan. So Ryan actually um, was my boss up until pretty recently. So Whoa. That's oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's awesome. Got it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I just think it's amazing to be able to get people inside of um, this ecosystem, right? Yeah. No matter how old they are, no matter how young they are. I mean, I've got my kid, she's six years old. She runs over the device and she's like, Hey, spell water. 
<laughs> and then she'll spell it. And then, you know, okay. <laughs> and then she'll go run off to something else and come back. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking like, even if some, a company like AARP could find the, the resources or just the money or funding to throw something into the social, like bingo, right? You yeah. can easily turn that into bingo and then have a reason to invite your friend over, you know, right there in the app, you know, like yeah. play bingo, you know, just get some cards. You know, I, I like that. I, I tend to think of it like, I hope that voice will be a lot like the idea that we expect that if there's ever, we, we ever need to use a restroom or get some water, that if we're in a city, we can go to a food establishment and get some water for free stuff like that. So I always hope that, uh, that that's what's going to happen with voice too, that these big companies won't just think of just straight bottom line, but they'll think more like civility. Like what extra things can we add in to increase the quality of somebody's life? And I just think it's fantastic uh, what you guys are doing there then. Whatever it yeah. is, whatever it may be in the future, that sounds very exciting. You have to come back and, and tell us about it. Thank you. I definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. And and they have just like a myriad of skills. Yes. Here. Like there you go. Saying sharp. Saying sharp memory game from AARP. Uh, yeah. I don't think the roost is theirs. Uh, I, I AARP is now. Brain is super. You got to you got to keep it going. You know. You, I mean, I just learned yeah. like how much of a muscle it's like. It's not like physically. Mental stimulation is so important for them, and it's yeah, that's great that there are skills yep. that do that. So. Yep. Heck yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's um, a great job. Yeah, like that's kind of noble. Like, yeah. I mean, whenever you think about it, what what you guys are doing, I mean, and you know what's nice? You get to pave the way for yourself because you're not old yet. <laughs> the gray yeah, hair. No. Don't, don't be fooled. <laughs> uh, my friend got gray hair when he was like seven. <laughs> yeah, I just, shave, I just shave mine off because if I don't, it like, like grows down and I got like, it's like, Oh man, it's bad. You have to eat a lot of cantaloupe. <laughs> cantaloupe will uh, reverse the peroxide. <laughs> what were you going to say, Emily? So I was actually wondering what your thoughts are on social audio. Right. And where that's going right now. Um, Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling very well. Uh, I apologize. I, I think I need to step away. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No yeah, problem. No, no worries. problem. No, that's fine. See, he he might be catching that stomach bug because yeah. that's kind of how I felt yeah. the He's first right. night when I got it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The first night, I I actually saw a friend of mine at a restaurant, and there was the only person there, and I just did I just didn't even say what what's up because I just felt my stomach was like, oh no. Mm. So yeah, could be that's, the stomach bug. That's terrible. That sucks. Yeah, but it doesn't get much worse. It just only lasts about four days. You know, it's, mm. it's rice, chicken soup, you know, gentle stuff on the stomach. Yeah. Me, yeah. I, yeah, that's terrible. Um, so what else is going on? Well, I think that's fantastic what he's doing there. Um, yeah. I oh, yeah. It's, dude, the idea that I, I love it, Nick. So it's like, I'm very applaud Nick for see having the foresight to say okay i'm retiring i'm i'm getting out of one life i would like to make a place for myself to land uh i in his also his idea of i want to help other people and i want to create a group and we'll all do well together and that's kind of it seems to me that's sort of like how daniel is operating there yeah where he's he's got a mind he wants to use it he's influencing for the good and yeah he's hustling i like and, the community aspect too it's yeah right it's really it's really cool um, so I guess we cut the show a little bit short. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Mm. Emily? Yeah. AJ? 
Myself? Zero. I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> you have no thoughts. I get yeah. no thoughts. Um, AJ, mm. if you can, go ahead and raise your hand up one more time. With lingo. For all your voice app needs. For all your voice app needs. So, um, Emily, real quick, mm -hmm. uh, do you got anything that you want to share with anybody? Um, no, no, I just, uh, upcoming, I have the presentation. I'm doing a presentation on sound and emotion yes. and why it affects people and um, how you can use it effectively in voice experiences or for anything, really. <laughs> I've seen it. Wow. I was, uh, uh, I was uh, amazed by it. I thought it was great. Thank so, you. That was cool. AJ, what do you got? Well, I mean, that's just that's just making me think about you know that's that's the whole uh, thing that you study when you're when you're doing sound design for film. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of different loopholes in the way that human beings expect sounds to occur. So there's some films where somebody's far away, the camera's far away, but then like they're messing with a gun or something, the mm -hmm. sound sounds like it's right in your ear. There are keys and certain things like that, and you know the idea about how um, they use sound in film, like somebody's being chased by you know, Freddy Krueger or something like that. And they're messing with the keys and they don't hear them creep up behind you. It's trying to simulate the state of like, would never happen in real life because your panic would make you more sensitive to sound. So that's just, yeah, that's, that's kind of my love too. I love that idea of, of understanding the human nervous system better and yeah. um, you no know, talking about it. Can I plug something while we're here? I'm as well. Yeah, away. absolutely. So, if you guys, if you guys want to, um, this is this is one of the skills that just came out. I would advise everybody to check it out. It's Escape Sixty Third and Wallace. Now, the beautiful thing about this is, it's loosely based on the H. H. Holmes murders that took place uh at the 1893 world's fair in chicago and essentially you're looking for your sister and there's two modes to this there's a puzzle mode there's a story mode so that's really cool right mm -hmm. and uh there's two ways to play uh like i said but um it's really cool because you got to help find your sister before it's too late and uh yeah i i think it's uh it's awesome the voice acting's good. Uh, the story's good. The sonic branding is good. It's all good. But being that I'm working for the company, I'm not necessarily gonna do like a like. Oh, hey, let's. That was not 100 percent unbiased. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like hey, let's uh, let's put these guys in for a Sparky. You know what I mean? I want to make sure we have uh, integrity in the system. But definitely, oh, uh, I, I saw it looks this. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I saw this on. It was like the unexplained with William Shatner. I saw this story. Uh, the HHL was talking about it. No, this this story is the worst, creepiest. Yeah, the, what this what this guy did. Yeah. So it's, he, it's like Saw. It's like the Saw movies in real life. It's like Saw before Saw. This was like Saw's grandfather. So what he ended right. up doing was he owned this like huge hotel, and no, he, yeah, well, and he would yeah. he would uh, well, he, yeah. well, well he would, you know, he would do nefarious things. AJ's like, well, you know, yeah, well, you know. So essentially, what he did was is he he made these trap doors and these corridors throughout the whole hotel. So you would just be lying in bed and all of a sudden this trap door would open up and he'd come out, he'd grab you and that would be it. That'd be the last anybody would see you. And he'd and, take you to Disneyland. And take you to <laughs> Disneyland. And, and see, that's the thing though, because it's very, 
I think what really adds to the scare factor is the fact that it was like while you were sleeping. Mm. And that is the, the most vulnerable spot any person's ever in. And we're right. there for eight hours out of the day. So think about that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, speaking of the um, elderly generation and uh, Vox Protocol, the his skill, uh, the, what is it? The, the night, uh, the one with the, um, I'm going to look it up. But Vox Protocol has a wonderful uh, recreation, the storytelling of the launching of some of the Apollo missions. Mm. Those are yeah. very classy experiences. They are very much like they contain all of the positive aspects of old-time radio for yep. certain. And I could just imagine, I think I've said it before, I could just imagine any mature person uh, who has a device would just get a huge kick out of playing, just listening to the audio work that was done there. But if you're a little bit younger and you want to hear some new bands battle tracks because i was shocked at how good they were and i told him i was like i think you need to hook up with uh, beat saber take uh independent bands you know modify them and take the bands out there get them some promotion by by beat saberizing them mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun yeah yeah sounds What's like up, it Steve? <laughs> all right so we are at 45 minutes i'm gonna hit the outro uh do you guys have anything else to say nothing nope Thank you, Nick. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. thank you. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> and good night, everyone. See ya.